Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 26. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. David had the opportunity to destroy Saul, but he didn't. And listen, for the most part, they would see that it's totally God. They would say, I I missed my chance the first time in the cave. He repented, but I missed my chance. I didn't take that opportunity. Most would think God has given me another chance. Listen, I don't care how many times something comes around. If it's in complete violation with God's written expressed word, then it's not the Lord, period. Romans 12, 17 through 19, repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, somebody read it with me, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Listen, if vengeance belongs to God, then it does not belong to us. If vengeance, if God says vengeance is mine, then that means it's not yours. So we're to love our enemies and never repay evil for evil. Look at verse 11. God forbid, David said, that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. David said, Abishai, just to let them know that I was here, take a jug of water and a spear. Now the spear and you got your pen, is a symbol of his authority and office. It's a king's spear. It's almost like the queen's or the king's scepter. And water was hard to get in the desert and in the wilderness. So David said, just to let them know that we were that close, let's take the spear and a, a jug of water, and they took it and they got away. And the reason they were able to get in and get out is because the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on them. Now, here's another reason, saints, listen to me closely, that all glory goes to God. Here's more proof of how David was always able to stay a step ahead of Saul because the Lord was involved. They were asleep because the Lord put them to sleep. Now, it's very difficult, almost impossible to get to the king when an army is surrounding the king, and then there's an army surrounding the army that's surrounding the king. And then there's a guy on duty. For those of you who've been in the military, you know duty. You work all day long, and then you have to have duty, and then you stay up. The duty is like an eight-hour shift, so you stay up all night long. So there's a guy posted somewhere. He's supposed to be watching and making sure nobody's coming into the camp, and he's sleeping. Don't y'all understand? We serve a great and awesome God. God can get done what God wants to get done. That's why ain't no, ain't no more sweating for Pastor Rodney. Then their days are over. 
I think every pastor goes through it. You know, well, Lord, we don't have this. Well, Lord, this is not in place. Well, this is not in place. That's not in place. You know, God will provide when God provides. God knows what we need before we ask. We don't, we don't have to sweat it. It's his ministry. God knows how to take care of it. He took care of this situation by putting everyone a deep sleep from the Lord fell on them. Now, in the Hebrew language, this reads, this, it was a deep sleep, like wipe your mouth sleep. <laughs> See, if you read your Bible, you, you know that that's there. And you know that's some good, I'm talking about good, where my people at? I'm talking about some good sleep. That's that kind of sleep when you wake up and you go, oh, oh. Mm. Or you get up, you get up, and you just, I mean, you just was knocked out. You were in another world, and then you wake up and you go, ooh. You know you sleep when you wipe your mouth, okay? But see, that's in the Hebrew. But, but see, you got, you got to read your Bible. You got to read Hebrew. If you don't read it, you just won't get this. There's some good stuff you need to write down. I did homework for you. You can write it down. It's good sleep. Good sleep. And they had to be in a deep sleep. Hey, check this out. They had to be in a deep sleep for them not to hear them coming into the camp, kicking rocks and making noise. I don't care how quiet you tip in. Boots make noise. Then they have they have rocks and you you know they probably getting in and David's by appetite. <laughs> and they getting in and Abishai almost like Abishai. Get up. Make some more noise. I'm gonna send you back. <laughs> so it's hard to get in and get in quiet. You know, kicking rocks, boots, squeaking and carrying on. But look at God. God bought that sleep. Somebody say amen. God allowed this, allowed this whole scenario. God allowed this whole scenario. And then we're going to move forward. Listen, for one reason, I believe, and one reason only. I believe that this is God giving Saul one more opportunity to repent. Instead of chasing the Philistines out of the land like you should have been doing, Saul, you're fighting with your people. You're fighting with God's people. Saul, here's your last chance. Don't you know God is not going to give up on you? How many of y'all know God don't, he don't give up on people? You'll give up on him before he give up on you. You'll give up on him before he gives up on you. Somebody once said that, that God sends a hound dogs from heaven. To hunt you down, he won't leave you alone until you submit. So God's, God's not going to leave you. All right, verse 17. Saul knew David's voice. Got to move a little quicker. Saul knew David's voice and said, is that your voice, my son, David? And note this. David said, it is my voice, my Lord, O King. Now, if you know your Bibles and you remember, David used to say, my father, 
But now we say, my king. Why? Because Saul isn't David's father-in-law anymore. He gave Michael to Pulte, chapter 5, verse 44. David said, why in verse 18? Why are you still trying to kill me? Saul, we've been down this path before. What have I done or what evil is in my hand? Verse 19, David said, Saul, if the Lord is telling you to pursue me because I've done something against you, then let me go and make an offering for my sin. But if you're chasing me because the guys around you are telling you to chase me, then let them be cursed before the Lord. In other words, Saul, this is a God thing or your friends are flat out lying on me. And the result is I've been driven out of the land of Israel. In other words, I can't go to the tabernacle. Saints, listen to me. I can't go to the tabernacle. Verse 19, I can't go to the feast. I don't have access to the priest. I can't worship the true and living God. Do you understand? Look at verse 19. For they have driven me out this day from sharing in the inheritance of the Lord. What David is saying is that they've driven me out and I don't have access to the nation, to the life of Israel. I can't go to the priest. I can't offer sin offering. I can't go to the feast. I can't worship the true and living God. David is saying, you're forcing me toward worship of other gods. David is saying in verse 20, Saul, you're hunting a nobody with 3,000 troops. Give me a break. I'm like a partridge. I'm not talking about the family. Amen. Verse 21, Saul said, I've sinned. Verse 21, you looking at it? Saul said, I have sinned. I have played the fool and and erred exceedingly. Verse 22, David said, Saul, send me someone, send send someone to get your sword. And maybe the Lord uh, repay every man for the righteousness and faithfulness. Verse 25, Saul said, David, you are going to do great things and prevail. And David went his way and Saul went home and you want to write this down. And these are the last recorded words in the Bible between these two men. The last recorded words in the Bible between these two men. Now, a few things I want to note and then we'll come in. Notice David said in verse 20, go back up a little bit. I am a flea. I am a partridge. Now listen, we believe every word in the Bible is chosen by the Holy Spirit. If you believe that, I want you to say amen. It's chosen and it's for a reason. Now I think David and the Holy Spirit specifically chose this word partridge because the partridge bird can be found in the mountains. The partridge bird They don't like the fly very much, and they get tired fast. And when they get exhausted, they run up. You can run up on them and just kind of hit them over the head with a club. Now, some of y'all Peter people, calm down. I'm not saying this is what you ought to do. I'm just saying this is the nature of the bird. Some of y'all, I don't have a fur coat. I'm just trying to clear my name. Okay, so these partridges, you know, they run out of energy and they get exhausted. And when they do, you could just run up on them and hit them over the head with a club. So 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 David is saying, I'm like a partridge. I don't fly. I'm getting tired. 
You got 3,000 soldiers that could potentially run up on me and hit me in the head, and I really can't do anything about it. Also note, Saul says, I have sinned. Did you see that? Nice words, but not sincere. The cave situation, remember 24? David cut Saul's robe when he could have killed him, and Saul cried that time. Remember? He said, David, you are a better man than I am. I know you're going to be king. Saul said, David, you're the king, and, 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 and when you're king, please remember me and my family. I told you that Saul needs medication. He's schizophrenic because he's still pursuing David, and the reason he's still chasing David is bitterness. Write it down. The only reason Saul is still pursuing David is because of jealousy and bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of grace, of the grace of God, lest any, what saints? Root of bitterness spring up, cause trouble. And by many, and by this many become defiled. That word bitterness, I'm going to tell you real quick, we got to go. The word bitterness comes from the Greek word sticky, sticky. In other words, something that initially just made you angry grows into resentment and sticks to you until it entwines in your heart and it's a root of bitterness. Once it sticks, it's like trying to get gum out of a carpet. A root grows downward, digging deeper and latching on to anything confined to gain stability. And, 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 and it holds on until it chokes a life right out of you emotionally and spiritually. This is what happened to Saul. Are y'all hearing me? This is what happened to Saul. Saul. And it started with this little song and dance routine by these Pentecostal ladies. Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands and it caused bitterness. And Saul, don't you, listen, I'm telling you, read your Bible. This is where it started. Because the Pentecostal ladies come out and they go, Saul, they dancing and singing. Saul has slain his thousands. David has sent them. Saul was angry. And from that moment on, he sought to kill David. He never dealt with that bitterness. Can I tell you something? I'm trying to help you. Don't let bitterness get in your heart. If you got something to say, say it. Listen, I'm almost 55 years old. And if there's one thing Pastor Rodney has learned, if I got something to say to you, I'm going to say it to you. I'm not going to say it to your friends. I'm not going to say it to your people. (laughs) I'm going to say it to you. Why we got to be so immature? Why can't we sit down as men and women and talk about things? No, we got to go tell this person and tell that person and tell the gossip. Don't know. When you going to get older than that? That's 14-year-old stuff. Well, they said this and they said that and I heard this and I heard that. I'm too grown for that. And you should be too grown for that. This is the big sanctuary. This is the grown-up sanctuary. The youth sanctuary down there. Uh-huh. You want to act like a you? Then go down there. Want to act like a dope? Then sit in here. 
got something to say. Don't let a root of bitterness in husbands and wives. Don't do it. Because it, it's root of bitterness. Root, root, root. Goes deep, 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 deep. And grabs on. And doesn't want to let go. And then before you know it, you talking about stuff that happened you know, uh, 10 years ago. You know, men, we don't, I told y'all, you know, two sermons ago, I think I tried to help you. We don't, we don't get it like that. We don't, you know, you tell me, oh, well, back in 1982, I remember when you told me that you didn't think and I said, and I'm like, 1982? <laughs> Was I alive in 1982? I don't, when's my birthday? Let me see. When, I don't even know. What are you talking about? We don't get it like that. Women, women got steel trap. Now, I ain't going to get on y'all, ladies. I know I've done that already. I ain't going to get on y'all, all right? I'm just telling you, and you know it's true. Say amen. You got a steel trap memory. Y'all remember stuff and bring up stuff, and men are like, huh? I don't even know if I was breathing then. What are you talking about? But that's because you, you, you hold on to stuff. Don't do that. Not good for the marriage. Not good for the relationship. Not good for church. Not a root of bitterness. Don't let it happen because then that bitterness and jealousy gets sticky. So now Saul, when convicted, he says the right words, but his heart's not right. People do the same thing. They start feeling conviction by the Holy Spirit, but later change and they go back to their old ways. We see it over and over in the Bible. Exodus 9, 27, Pharaoh said, I have sinned. Numbers 22, Balaam said, I have sinned. Joshua 7, Achan, who wound up Achan, said, I have sinned. Fast forward to the New Testament, Judas, Matthew chapter 24 verse 4 said, I have sinned. The Holy Spirit is not impressed with the right words when you feel convicted. It's about believing and having the right heart in, in, in that conviction. Are you right? Are you, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Saul said, I have played the fool. The truest thing Saul said. He was a fool in how he treated his son Jonathan, fool how he treated David, fool how he treated Samuel, foolish in how he treated his army, foolish in how he treated his nation, foolish in how he treated his God. And, and, and he keeps doing it over and over again. Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Somebody once said crazy is doing the same thing the same way and expecting different results. Saul said, I have played the fool. Saul lived like a fool and died like a fool. This would probably be engraved on his tombstone, wouldn't it? Here lies a man who has played the fool his entire life. Now, let me just come in for a landing right here. Let me do something as we close. I want to contrast, and I want you to stay with me, okay? Contrast the two Sauls. Do you know? There are two Sauls in the Bible. That's right. We got Saul, the king of Israel, and, and who? Saul of Tarsus. I am a fantastic teacher. Saul of Tarsus. That's exactly right. Or when he got saved, his name was Paul the Apostle. Let me just contrast their lives, if you will. Saul, king of Israel, stood head and shoulders above the rest physically. Saul of Tarsus stood head and shoulders above the rest spiritually.
King Saul was on a progressive downslide. Uh, Saul in the New Testament was on a progressive upcline. Don't you remember Philippians said, I am reaching upward call of God in Christ Jesus. King Saul was about self and getting the upper hand. Saul of the New Testament had an attitude of defying and denying self. Saul of the Old Testament was egocentric. Saul of the New Testament was Christ-centered. Saul of the Old Testament said to live is self. Saul of the New Testament said to live was Christ. Saul of the Old Testament died in shame as he was killed by Amalekite. Saul of the New Testament died in gain and glory. Saul of the Old Testament last words were, I have played the fool. Saul of the New Testament, or Paul's last words, or we might call it Paul's swan song, said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I've kept the faith, and therefore is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Saul of the Old Testament threw away his crown. Saul of the New Testament gained the crown that will never rust. One said at the end of his life, I've played the fool. The other said at the end of his life, I've fought the good fight. A man plays a fool, listen, when he, ne- when he neglects his godly friends. A man plays a fool when he gets ahead of God before God sent him. Or he gets behind God when God said go. A man plays a fool when he disobeys God, even in small things. I think of 1 Samuel 15, God told Saul to destroy all the Malachites and all the men, women, children, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey, and wipe them out completely and don't leave a trace, but they spared the king. You know the story. And the best stuff, he played the fool. A man plays a fool when he tries to cover up disobedience with excuses. A man plays a fool when he tries to convince himself he's doing God's will and he knows otherwise. A man plays a fool when he fights against God's people. A man plays a fool when he goes after other gods and starts to mess with occultism and spiritism. And I bring that up because not next chapter, but the next chapter, we find Saul again playing the fool as he asks God a question and God doesn't give him the answer. And what does he do? He goes to a medium. How much do I have to say about that? Christians ain't got no business going to no mediums, no psychics, no tarot card. Don't play no games. If if, if you go to your friend's house, I'm talking about young people. Oh, I don't care who you are. If you go to your friend's house and they want to play Ouija boards and all, and it's all for fun, yuck, 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 you're out. Don't play around with that. That stuff's real. I really believe that stuff is demonic and it's real. And you ain't going to catch Pastor. Yes, sir. You better know it. It ain't all fun and games. There ain't no games of that. And now you're a Christian. What does light have to do with darkness? Nothing. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Be the light. Don't walk in darkness. And for the love of God, don't play the fool. Listen to God. Do what God tells you to do. Serve the Lord. I always tell people, think backwards. Think backwards. 
What do you mean? Start in heaven. Anything got going on, anything. God, what do you want to do? God, what do you want to say? God, how do you want to handle this situation? Not my will, but thy will be done. God has got great things in store for every single one of us. Now, what we can do is you can hinder the blessings of God in your life, or you can embrace the blessings of God. God wants to do more with you than what you're allowing him to do. And as every single one of us in this room, we are Christians. If there's one message I could scream from the, from the roof, and I wish every Christian could hear me, we're Christians. We live differently. We don't live like the world. So stop thinking like the world. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.